Welcome to the Risk Data Show, the podcast about data for risk management, with your host, Mark Bowden. Hi, I'm Mark Bowden. I've got over 25 years' experience in risk and data, and in this podcast, I try to bring you some valuable snippets on those subjects in 15 minutes or less. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how your regulatory reporting could change from being a resource drain into a valuable business resource. And despite regulatory initiatives such as transforming data collection or strong and simple, which may bring some respite for some, overall regulatory reporting requirements just keep ratcheting up. So if you want to move regulatory reporting away from simple compliance activity into value generation activity, then listen on. Many industries, including banking and financial services, have strict mandatory requirements to produce and provide data or reporting to the regulatory bodies. Beyond that, many more organisations have other statutory reporting to shareholders, certification bodies and others. Typically, these reporting requirements will represent a cost to the organisation to produce, and frequently they're put together quite manually using tools like Excel. This holds true even in large organisations, as was seen by the Prudential Regulatory Authority's Dear CEO letter of September 2021 to Bank and Building Society CEOs, which explicitly called out the need to strengthen the controls around Excel-based returns. The underlying problem here may be that regulatory reporting is seen purely as a cost to the organisation, thus, like any cost, to be minimised and delivered with the lowest possible effort. With the amount of regulatory reporting ratcheting up, it's a problem that isn't going away anytime soon. But it doesn't have to be like that. The very act of compiling a return for a regulator means structuring the data according to strict industry definitions so that an external body can compare it. And by doing this, the organisation is producing what could be the backbone of a potentially valuable management resource. However, getting from a regulatory return to a useful management tool requires clearing a few obstacles. Although these may be in the last mile of the journey from raw data to valuable insights, solving them is often seen as adding more cost to an exercise which is already simply a resource drain. By changing that perception, there is often real value to be found from a process that has to be done anyway. The first issue we see is that regulatory definitions may be eminently sensible for controlling and managing risks across the industry, but they may be subtly, or not so subtly, different from the metrics a CRO needs to make decisions. As a result, we often see that a parallel set of reporting is built purely to service the regulatory need sometimes utterly unconnected from the reporting that feeds internal risk decisions. Of course, in some cases, there is a requirement for senior management to monitor the regulatory numbers directly, but even then, that often consists of reviewing the final return. The data itself is generated from the same raw data that is used for other reporting. It must be, because ultimately, that is the detail of the business operations. The difference is that it may be aggregated, classified or summarised in a different way. 
and those categories and mappings can be held alongside the ones used for internal reporting. So the solution I always advocate here is to work towards a single reporting platform, defining both the internal and external reporting metrics in the same place. Doing this allows either to be compared and sliced by the same dimensions and reduces the number of mappings from source systems to the report. It also means that a single database can be used to hold the data points for all regulatory returns. So as long as these data points have been carefully mapped to the final reports, you know there will be consistency across the various regulatory returns. That mapping itself is no small task, but once complete, you can more quickly impact assess changes to reporting templates because you have the entire lineage from data to report. Doing so also generates another significant benefit. The production of external reporting can now be highly automated, removing the need for manual interventions, which both increases the reliability and reduces the costs. Now at this point, you're probably thinking about all the data quality issues that providing data directly from your systems to a regulator would expose. And this brings me to my next point. By holding it all in the same place, you get consistency in both your internal and your external reporting. If the data is wrong, both are wrong. Now this may not sound like much of a win at this point, but it can be. The important thing is to shift the culture away from papering over data quality issues and towards allowing senior management to view the data with all its issues. This will usually generate an initial flurry of work as long-masked data quality issues are exposed. However, through doing so, the root causes of them will be able to be effectively prioritised and solved. Importantly, with both internal and external data aligned, fixing a data quality problem for one We'll fix it for both. Most likely you'll need to run a program to work through and remediate the highest priority data quality issues. But this is an opportunity to spread the right culture through the organisation and you may even be able to resource it by redeploying the people who were previously involved in the manual adjustments and cleansing. At this point I've seen some senior leaders decide once they see all the issues that it is too risky to expose them all to the regulator. And realistically, of course, there will be some adjustments that are still required for regulatory reporting. These may be for well-understood business reasons, or they may be temporary whilst the underlying data qualities are or they may be temporary whilst the underlying data quality issues are fixed, or to prevent volatility and trend or to prevent volatility and trend disruption to data that has long been reported after some manual manipulation. But this transition phase must not be allowed to linger or no real progress will be made. The objective here should be to reach a situation where the regulatory reporting can be produced without manual intervention, directly from the same systems that are used to produce your internal risk reporting. The other aspect that prevents senior management from getting any real value from their regulatory reporting is the format. Regulatory returns tend to take the form of large spreadsheets or databases feeding into the XBRL or XML files of the physical return. These do not lend themselves well to gaining insights. And this is especially true where the internal risk reporting is also composed mainly of Excel-based reports. Having structured both the internal and external data into a data warehouse, real value for senior leaders comes when high-quality reporting is placed over those datasets ideally in the form of interactive dashboards. 
These allow management teams to interactively ask questions about the data before, during and after meetings in order to drill into it and really understand the opportunities and risks in front of them. With the advent of cloud computing, building this capability is easier than ever as large data sets and complex business logic can be efficiently encapsulated within a platform. The results can be readily displayed via dashboards that can be delivered at scale, securely and automatically. There are, of course, considerations on operational resilience, and we'll talk about those in another episode, but the cost and complexity of spinning up a service like this is far lower than it once was. So imagine a world where your regulatory reporting data is also driving a dashboard that is just there when you turn on your computer in the morning, updated with the latest data and tailored to your role. A lot of the hard work on that journey has already been done and turning what is currently a cost into a valuable business asset is probably a smaller task than you think. I'm Mark Bowden and you've been listening to The Risk Data Show. That's it for this time and I'll see you on the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe or follow The Risk Data Show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.